Hello, I'm Connie Rotella, and welcome to our Triple Thread Podcast. I'm super excited to begin this journey with all of you. Are you ready to put your best foot forward and show up with confidence? This tool is here to help you evolve into the artist you are meant to be. Just always remember to believe, become, and be ready. Add a new skill set or refine what you already know. So here we go. Just a little kid with big dreams, shy and insecure, never sure where he fits in, people pleaser, imposter syndrome, still doubts as you were getting older. Nothing came easy, didn't feel like I can do it, but kept trying on my own. Just kept creating and finding my voice. Fear of failure turned fear into action. Uncertain, then progress, but still doubts until you found support. All this led you to an amazing road ahead and you keep saying, have fun and keep trying. This video that was shared on social media by our friend Nir Kuzinski really touched me. It was a perfect video, not capturing 2022 in a way that he had to show everything he's done or not. It just brought the essence back to what we are all trying to do. Hard work, commitment, consistency, passion, all this because Nir wants to perform and entertain. So my special guest is Nir, and I'm so happy you're with us. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Thank you for that. Like that, I was like about to tear up there when you were reading that because it reminded me of all the uh, moments that when I was looking back at making that video, I was reviewing like pictures from my childhood and I was looking at all the different moments throughout the year. So it was, yeah, thank you for that introduction. So you, you chose the perfect words that inspired me. I was like, this is the video that obviously hit every single feeling. And I'm sure it moved many people because you just kept it so real. And that's what I like about you, Nir. Please go on Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, find Nir, and you'll understand what I'm speaking about because it will touch you for sure. But let's go back. You started with an idea. You're an actor. Yeah. There must be, in the acting world, a lot of rejections, a lot of additions, a lot of things that don't work. And then it's like, what do I do? Who do I become? How do I move forward? So I'm pretty sure it was all these questions <laughs> happening in your mind in order for you to create <laughs> all this beauty. <laughs> I'm going to then go back a long way. I started uh, at a young age to be the, like, uh, family entertainers. I would make voices. I would like animate uh, little parties at my parents' house and my grandparents' house. And I would just act the fool, if we want to say that. And then uh, my at 12 or 13, my parents were like, you're doing all these voices. We should put you in something. So they signed me up to an agent. I had no idea what that was. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, and then I was put into some auditions here and there. But I was shy. And that's why I was, I was a very shy kid. I was good in comfort zone. So when I was at home, I was comfortable and I was like able to like to, to entertain and be myself. But whenever you put me in a spotlight or people, I felt judged, I was shy. So auditions were hard. And I think I was asked to do acting classes at 13, 14. And I was like, nope, nope, don't want to do that. I'm too scared for that. Too shy. So it took me a while to finally get comfortable and, and that confidence in high school, destroy that confidence, built it up a little towards the end. Yeah. I, roller coaster. The two inspirations as actors was Kristen Crook from Smallville, because I fell in love with her, but I also thought she's Canadian from Vancouver. Maybe I can do that too. Um, and then the second one was Julia Stiles from 10 Things I Hate About You. I saw that movie and I was like, that looked like like she had such an awesome time. Everybody on set looked like they were, it was Heath Ledger and all that uh, amazing like cast. And so I went and started again because at that point I, I stopped acting because I was just I lost confidence self-conscious all that and then I reached out to agents and they were like you don't have any experience so we, you're no longer a child you don't have the innate talent so you need to gain experience so take classes do short films independent stuff so I started signing up for acting classes I started uh, reaching out to, and at that time I was like looking for opportunities from student films so I reached out to student films and universities and, and and trade schools and all that stuff and then I met through a short film a guy named Luigi Buffone who is awesome and had a has a, an awesome heart super talented um, and he told me about Susanna Lanier's class and so I went there and then met a bunch of other actors and just fell in love with that like whole process. 
uh, and then signed to an agent and then had auditions. And I started building that little bit of that, like that confidence of getting in front of the camera. Uh, as you probably know more than most, uh, and you hear this a lot from actors and artists, Montreal is not an easy place to act because it's very cyclical. And when you, not just when you start up, but just in general, we don't get the great opportunities and plenty of opportunities. So I was getting one line here, a couple lines here, a couple auditions a year, barely to like to call myself a working actor or even an aspiring at that point because I was barely auditioning. And at that time, social media wasn't what it was today. So I was get get vulnerable. I went through a breakup at a certain point eight, nine years ago. It was a tough time all around, I guess. I was at home and I was like, okay, well, what do I do to keep myself busy and keep my mind busy? And so I wanted to do some acting and get back into, you know, in front of an audience. And so I did some theater. So I went into theater for about five straight years um, with some amazing talent. Uh, Donald Reese with Brave New Productions uh, did awesome. Sean Curley. I'm going to name drop a lot through this problem. No, that's great. Name drop because um, it's important. Those names, you know, are are the reason why. You are where you are too, right? I always believe in that support that you speak about in your video. It's it's all the coaches, all the mentors, everybody that's helped you become the person yeah. you are today, the artist, the actor you are. And it would have never, yeah, I would have never been pushed to to the where to where I'm at without all these people and all these moments and all these opportunities. Um, but basically, after the theater stuff, I started seeing an app called vine and i was like what is this it's a, it was a six second app about eight years ago or nine years ago and i was watching these not like regular people doing six second comedy videos mm-hmm. and they were exploding and they were blowing up these people started getting these followers and uh, and like it goes viral their videos get shared and then i see a couple of these um viners uh, become kind of like celebrities and then they, they get opportunities in movies and TV shows. And so I'm just like, okay, if these are regular people or aspiring artists that are making these six second videos and are getting visibility, I'm sitting on my couch waiting for an audition that comes every six months. Mm-hmm. How do I do something? Maybe this is going to help just be creative and, and perform. So I had an iPhone four or five at the time and I was like, all right, it doesn't, People could just do this. So I picked up my phone and funny backstory on that. I was terrified of how the community would take that, would accept that that a, an actor is doing social media videos and sketch comedy online. I thought it was taboo because remember, I don't know if like I compared it in my head to like how theater looked at TV back in the day. It was like, these aren't actors. Uh, this isn't acting. And so I didn't want to put myself on camera first. So I took a doll of Mickey Mouse. Uh-huh. I put the Mickey Mouse doll in, in front of the camera and I would make voices like Mickey Mouse. Oh boy, this is great. This is exciting. And I made random videos of comedy with Mickey Mouse in awkward situations, make it a little more like, you know, I don't know, PG 13 or whatnot. And I did a, about a month to two months of that. And then I was like, oh, well, nobody's really seeing this outside of this little vine bubble the industry doesn't know anything about this at the moment let me do a video of myself in front of the camera small and so i started with the, like a little no sound uh just voiceover of me meditating and how your mind thinks uh, crazy when you meditate and i at the time had an um i just got a macbook so i had an iMovie on it and i was like all right let me see how that works and i learned to kind of quickly make put these things together and then upload it onto vine and started getting a little a little bit of traction on Vine. And then I was like, okay, let's try further. So I started incorporating some characters. And one of the characters was the French Canadian therapist basically doing a therapy session with myself. Six seconds of like, I think the, the joke was literally me going, well, doctor, can you put in your two cents? And then the French Canadian was like, why well, puts in at two cents? That's crazy. Oh my God. No, no, no. And... <laughs> I was always good with impersonating and voices and like um characters. Yeah. So that video did really well. And then I I kept doing other videos and I wanted to just be a creative kind of like storyteller through this six second app. And then I thought, well, now I'm getting opportunities to put myself on camera 
every actor probably wants this and to give other actors a way to tell a story and that we can show what we can do. And so I started reaching out to some acting friends. I think at the time it was Ashley McCarthy, who I'm not sure is still acting or not, but she's in Toronto. We were doing improv at Montreal Improv at the time. And I reached out to uh, Sabrina Campili as well as uh, to Sean Curley. And we started doing little six second videos and I was like, oh, it was all improv. It was like six seconds. So it's just like, this is the thing, fuck, no sound or whatnot. And then Vine died and Instagram moved to 15 second videos. And so I started making little longer videos. And, and then I was like, I'll reach out to other actors in Montreal. And so I did that for, as it kept evolving, I did it for about five, six years where it was, and then it evolved to like a minute videos, two minute videos, because then IGTV came out and I was putting it on YouTube and Facebook. And it became sketches where I started writing them out. And it, and what I noticed also is that I put other actors at the forefront. I was a secondary character. They were the lead. So I would ask them, hey, what do you like to do? What do you want kind of character? And so I would write with them or or in my own ideas what would work with what they wanted to do. And I was always in the background. There, a friend of mine was like, why don't you put yourself in there? Like, you're not really showing what you can do. You're only showing what others can do. So I was like, okay, that's true. So I switched it a little bit and then started playing around with me being the kind of lead and the secondary characters are the other actors and artists. And it was mainly any relatable story, nothing that was specific, but I tried to always make it a twist and uh, to make it... um like a story creative part of a relatable part of my life for other people's life. And then at events and at parties, friends and actors would be like, I really like that French Canadian character. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do only that character because I don't want to be typecast as that one character. Um, so I, I didn't, I kept doing it every couple of months, uh, popping up with a video and then TikTok came in huh. and I didn't want to do TikTok because I first saw TikTok, I think it was 2019. And I remember Gary Vaynerchuk, some marketing guy was like, go on TikTok. And I was like, what is this? I, I like that guy. So I was like, what is this thing? I looked at it and it looked like it was Vine on crack. It was <laughs> 15 second videos of lip singing and dancing and some random sketches. And I was like, nope, I'm now at three minutes editing on Premiere on on Final Cut. I don't want to go back to random videos that look like nothing and are just out of your phone. So I didn't do anything. I was like, nope, not going to get into that. A couple of months later, I was like, you know what? I didn't really grow as much as I would have thought through Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And I wasn't really seeing much success. And at that point, I was doing one video a week, three minutes long. I was writing on weeknights and weekends and filming on weekends with actors. Like if I put my French Canadian therapist on Vine, on a TikTok, maybe that will grow and i'll just put his the old stuff so i took what i did and i put it up and it grew and it was like it started to to get some traction i was at i got like two twenty thousand followers within about two months of just putting old videos of this specific character and then the pandemic <laughs> and so i was like well i can no longer do videos with other people and i was tinkering with other you know other formats so like the in in front of the camera doing like talking head video and that was also inspired by somebody like Matthew who was doing at the time he was, he was starting to come out and do his videos with characters that were talking to the camera for a certain amount of uh, like of time and so I was tinkering with stuff like that as well and I had a Russian character who uh, was rating tv shows at the time it was like just like what's five Kremlin out of five whatever it was uh, and I had the French Canadian character as a therapist. And so I put them as living through the pandemic. I love it. Oh my God. I always watch and I still laugh. Even listening to you speak, I laugh because I'm like, you're not alone. I didn't feel like you were alone when I was watching those videos through the pandemic and we had curfews. I'm like, Oh my God, poor Nir is living with, <laughs> with two crazy people. How is he doing it? Because I kept forgetting. I mean, I know you're the same, but by watching it, it's like, you really worked so well in making us feel like you're three different people. Thank you. So, and that's hard. Like I even tried doing it at home by improv, uh, improving. And I'm like, this is hard. How does he sit there and have a voice, like a voice and the way your body language fits with the voice, with the subject. Let me understand how you created Oleg, Charlie, 
<laughs> near together. So basically, part of it is also uh, some old, like um, my my past of improv class workshops and also some acting classes where I remembered uh, being very much falling in love with improv. And one of the things I recalled also in one of my acting classes early on was that body language changes your personality and it can create a character. And so just lifting your hand and holding it like this, and then you change a little your facial expression, your facial like expression, and you can create a whole character that's different. And so Oleg, I was tinkering with his accent because I'm part, like there's a background of Latvian and Russian. So I was tinkering with the accent and I was like, well, okay. Uh, they do very good like this and blah, 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 blah. and then I, I realized that he was like a grouchy guy so I just lowered these leap and then he just became like this all the time and then he just talked with this like the the facial expression that's grumpy and droopy and he's just this annoying curmudgeon that's pretty much what Oleg is uh, and then you have Charlie who was like the happy-go-lucky because every time I speak I speak French sometimes my voice goes up so I'm like, ah, oui, okay, ouais, moi j'aime vraiment ça. And I become really like high energy, which is not typical in the year. I'm very even keel. <laughs> but Charlie became like, ah, and then you put on the glasses and it was just like, ah, my God. Uh, and initially he had two lenses, but then one broke. <laughs> and then they put him there. That was it. That was the, the character. But they're all, which, what I thought was was interesting was that they were all pieces of me but I, but they're all different parts of me. Yeah. And, and so they, it, they helped me live through the pandemic because full on honesty is that I was alone, like doing nine to five, then sitting at home watching TV, and no outlet to film with, with actors and friends. So I was stuck and I was like, I'll do the one, the cameras, but those are long and painful at times to, to go through all this, the, the, the script. And so I was just like, I got to do something to keep me doing something and entertaining and not losing my mind. And so I started with putting them together, but I make always things harder for myself. So I decided to put them all in front of the camera together. Yeah. So (laughs) that, and I don't have a green screen. I didn't have a green screen at the time. So I was putting the camera on a tripod and filming in one take me switching their costumes, sitting down, recording before filming their voices and interacting at the same time. I have no idea. Like, I'm just looking at this going, how long does it even take to put together the editing, the changing your outfits, getting into the voice, just also writing? Like, this is hard work. Yeah, it's a long process that can range between, depending on the videos, but most of the time the sketch videos with the three characters range range between uh, three to six hours to complete. Like. All like all in all. So it's like writing can take an hour, can take 20 minutes if I'm really inspired, but could take three, could take three days sometimes. So I'm like, ah, I don't like this. And then filming is about half an hour to 45 minutes per character, depending on the length of the sketch. But then there's the setup of the camera and the lighting and all the, the outfits. Then there is the, um, the, the, the filming, which is like I said, 30 to 40 minutes a character. And then there's the editing, which is a good two hours out of depending on what I do with the, the editing. And so it can range six, six hours. And I don't know if we'll get into that side of the whole video editing, creating content creation side of things, but that's one of the things that I really hope to one day, I don't know if it'll happen. Maybe you never know with me, but to help content creators or young artists who are trying to do this and want to get paid to do this or get opportunities to get paid to realize that it's a lot of work that you're worth more than just a freebie of a here's a free product put a video together it depends what you do as a video but people that create content that's edited and written it's a huge undertaking that companies and brands are saving tons of money on uh because already they are not there's no agency there's no actor unions to pay the the all the fees there's no uh, buying buying space on TV and radio. They are literally using influencers, content creators, and saving tons of money. That's a whole other discussion, I think, if you want to go into. But that's something that I learned last year based off of get starting to work with larger brands that have contracts. And I'm looking through this and I'm like, 
no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not letting my content go for free or forever or my likeness to be taken with no uh, compensation. Because people go, because it's such a, a wide net on social media that you have people that charge a hundred bucks. You have people that charge thousands of dollars. You have people that have niche in, um, fans, like a following and those who have a bazillion followers. Uh, and so the, there's, there's no standards. And mm -hmm. so it's uh, the wild west and, and companies take advantage of people, especially young people. They're like, Hey, We'll give you this for free if you do this. In your case, social media, um, which is interesting because a lot of artists have a hard time going on social media. In your case, you believe that social media helped your acting career. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> yes and no. It's hard. Why are you struggling with that? Because I would like to tell you that it did because part of me would love to have seen that progress uh, as much as I would have hoped. Mm -hmm. I still wait around for auditions and I still get one-liners and I don't have I've had the best year of my career last year in 2022 I finally got a bunch of opportunities for for uh commercials uh and I booked my first ever commercial last year and I got some opportunities for tv and film which I booked as well some of that so it, it was my best year all around and maybe my videos did bring that I can't really tell um but I think my expectations were higher when I started this, I thought, hey, people are going to see what I can do and they'll give me more opportunities and the visibility will get me to a place where I'm now, it's going to be my career. Hmm. I'm still working nine to five. I'm still struggling to get auditions. And it may have also pigeonholed me as a comedy person only hmm. um, at times. I think that people who've seen me, my work can only now see me as comedy, which I'm not just comedy. I done like training for acting not in comedy yeah. so so I don't I can't tell you that it's helped me it's helped my acting in terms of comfort in front of a camera mm. understanding the industry uh, uh, the different parts of the industry so filming editing lighting it's given me a whole other understanding and um, appreciation for the entire process um, it's gotten me great connections at, with actors and to build a, a nice little network of friends and and creators and collaborators but i wish i would tell you this led me to uh, a season series regular on this show this led me to a gig on i don't know if it did i don't know if it's just being an actor with an agent that's pushed me uh or a casting director that saw me in an audition and said oh i want to give him more opportunities i don't know i can't say that i have a feeling the best is yet to come i also you have a following uh which is important right now too like i mean people especially outside of montreal montreal you have to understand we're in our little circle and this is what this is what we get by being here in montreal but it's still beautiful it's just that it's smaller than what's out there so maybe what you can do with oleg and charlie is to reach out um outside of Montreal, which you did with a viral video uh in DC <laughs> about this bench facing the wrong way. Like how crazy was that for you to create that and, and just a video went viral? Some of the videos that have gone viral are spontaneous, random, spur of the moment. I'm like in Vancouver on vacation. Waiting for my friend to get out of his conference and I'm going for a walk along the Stanley Park along the water and I'm just, and it's raining and I'm just like, ugh, what? This is like vacation. Yay. Grab. And then I see a bench and I'm like, that's a highway. That's a bunch of yachts and like a beautiful, like water. water. Yeah. Like there's a nice little scenery here. Why are we facing that way? So I took out my phone and I made a 20 second video of Charlie just talking over going, I don't understand. Why is there the bench this way? You should flip it and make it that way. And this is a funny story that I now like, I have a fun time remembering this, but I posted on TikTok and on Instagram the same day. And on TikTok, it got within about six hours, 200,000 views. And I was like, all right, that's not bad. That's not good. Bad. Yeah, that's not bad. And on Instagram, it did nothing. It got like a, my, st like the standard average that I used to get at that time was like 2000 views. Um, 
And I was like, all right, whatever. It's just a random video content because I didn't have time to make content for the week. So I was like, I'll just make random content along the way. Very simple. And then throughout the week, I found some other random things that I saw, like a street sign that said Quebec and it was under construction. I was like, I thought it was funny. Then I saw a thing that looked like a half a ring, which Montreal was just making a ring. So I was chronicling around Vancouver and my vacation moments. Nothing happened. It just was like regular videos. And then I went home. I started the next day. I walked to get a coffee and I get a little ping on my phone. I'm like, Narcity Vancouver uh mentioned your page. I was like, Narcity Vancouver. And I was like, I already appeared on a Narcity Quebec way back on a different video. I was like, oh, did they reshare the same video I did in the past? Okay, great. Cool. Uh, I look at it and I'm like, and it's a, the title's like Quebec TikToker roasts Vancouver while on vacation. And I'm like, oh boy. And then I read the article and it's actually a very pleasant, funny, nice, cute article about my little trip to being a like Montrealer in Vancouver, discovering things about Quebec that I can relate. But the title was the aggressive clickbaity title that is a Quebecer attacking Vancouver. Right. And then I looked at the page for Narcity Vancouver and it was 27,000 followers. I was like, all right, it's not that bad. But all of a sudden, like 20 minutes later, Narcity Quebec shares it. And then Narcity Canada shares it. And then MTL Blog shares it. And the video on Instagram has reached, I think, 2.5 million views. Wow. But the amount of like anger <laughs> that came out of that as well, like you had people debating each other on the comment in the comment section about like, go back to your country. You're like this insults about Quebec. And like, it was just, but then another channel from Vancouver took the same video, but without a clickbait title, just put the video and the comments were just like, yeah, I went to that park. I thought the same thing. This is hilarious. I always look at that bit. So it's all about like how people take the the yeah. little title, which made it go even more viral. Um, and then from there, I got a call from Vancouver radio, French radio to talk about it. So I was, <laughs> and it was weird because I just auditioned for a TV show like that week and I get a call from my agent and her, and I pick up the phone I'm like, Oh my God, I got the right, I got the part. And then, and her, and it's, uh, my agent's assistant and she goes, um, so we got a radio station calling about something you did on TikTok. And I was like, what? Oh, oh. And so I, I got on the radio station and, uh, yeah. And that was a crazy little portion of my like content explosion on that specific. You waiting for a friend coming out of a conference. It was raining BC. You see a bench facing the highway. Why it's in facing the water, which is funny because now each time I walk, there's so many benches where the water is there and it's just facing this huge tree that blocks <laughs> the view. And I think of you because I want to take, I want to take a video of every place that has that. I'm wondering if they will change the bench, but all this to say, if you didn't do that video, this would have not happened. So. It's beautiful to feel free to say, hey, I'm waiting around. Let's just do it and look what happened. It just exploded. I I think that one of the things that I will advocate for is we with the tools we have today, there is no more excuses to wait for, I need to have the right camera. I need to have good sound. I need to have lighting. I like everybody's got a voice. Everybody's got talent everybody's got a uniqueness to them i think you pick up a phone and you never know like sometimes the ones that i take the longest to think about are the ones that don't do anything and the ones that i do like spare the moment thing go viral or get visibility and at the end of the day if you're an actor like i understand that nobody wants to like even me i still struggle today in the fact of talking to the camera as a content creator and being like hey guys so i'm gonna try this thing like there's a lot of different kinds of content creators today. There's the people that rate products. There's the people that unbox. There's the people that do makeup. But if you're an actor, as an actor, there's nothing stopping you from just picking up the thing and putting up your monologues on on these apps or doing a scene with a partner or recording your scene at – like you see all these people that record their dances mm -hmm. uh, at, at class and they show the the whole group dancing or themselves. We don't see that from actors doing like I know you po promote your own uh, classes on like showing the actors doing their their improv or that, but you don't see as much actors showing their their scenes 
while they're actually in class. Yeah, but I'm not doing content creation. It's just people that yeah. are following me on my stories um, because I'm not as good as you for that. <laughs> and I don't have the time right now to do it. But it's true. You are right. Dancing comes more easily because you can just it's music, music. There's everywhere. And then you just put some steps together and boom, you've got a 15 second video right there. But acting takes a little bit more time. Of course, but it's like, and I, and I also think it's um, potentially a kind of like the taboo of recording yourself in class. Like, you know, stand up comics go yeah. to a stand up, they put the camera somewhere and they record their bit and then they'll cut in between. What's stopping uh, actors to take their phone? And, but again, it depends on the teachers, depends on the class, depends on the other actors. You have to ask for permission and be okay with it. But what's from showing the process? Here we are doing a scene that I just learned yesterday. Now we're putting it up. And that actor post shows that the process and then they go through it. And I think I saw some one actor on TikTok who's been doing this. He's been showing some of his clips from class. And then he talks about the, you know, I'm going to try this today. And he's chronicling his career or his workshops or his all that stuff. And I think that's what social media is becoming. It's more of a chronicling your life. But mm -hmm. that's also an opportunity for any actor or artists to show their personality and to show their craft that then brings them a fan base or an audience. And then who knows what somebody can see one person, a casting agent, a director or whatnot can see you perform in, in your class, an amazing scene. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I want to try them on that. And that's what my thought was about creating content. It was somebody would eventually see it that has some visibility or clout in the industry. And they'd be like, I want to give this guy a chance or an opportunity. Uh, hasn't happened yet. I've had other opportunities which are great, but not in the acting world yet. But this happened to many people. Just the girl that played Maria in West Side Story, like you see her singing in her bathroom, and then you have it's it's a TikTok uh, image where you see her singing in the bathroom, and then she's on a billboard. Uh, Steven Spielberg gave her oh. the opportunity to do it. She auditioned. Obviously, she had a voice, yeah. but every oh. so many people have voices, right? But Obviously, if you're not seen, here I am, blah, 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 go to an audition. And then it went from bathroom picture to billboard, which it happens more and more, even on Broadway. You see a lot of that. I feel like the new way of casting now is on social media, like especially in the States, because the States, they ask how many, like, it's all about how many followers revenue, you have. Right? How, much, how much revenue you can bring back. So if you have an audience that will come see your, like, and that's what I, I believe from the beginning of social media, like the Vine and that, and my, my thought process was if you have talent, utilize social media to grow a following and you won't just be a one hit wonder that can't act because you have the talent to back it up. And why not show, because there's a lot of these influencers that uh, years ago that would get shows and would be booked because they have millions of followers. They'd be booked on these shows and movies, but they would flop because they weren't actually good actors. Right. So why not utilize your skill and be giving, giving, give yourself the opportunity to be seen more. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Look, I'm not an example yet of, I'm an example of growth by visibility on other aspects. Like I do believe that I'm very fortunate and grateful for the opportunities to do like commercials for brand deals on social media. Uh, sometimes I've even, and I did get some opportunities through like other actors seeing my stuff and being like, Oh, I think I have a character that would play that you could play for a short film that I'm doing. And I'm so grateful for that, but it probably wouldn't have happened if I would sit and wait for audition. Exactly. Today, you took action. And that's the thing. And I think today there is no more. And I remember eight, nine years ago, I was like, I have ideas for shows and, and shorts and, and a web series. And my, I would talk to people and they're like, do you have a camera? I'm like, no. Do you have this? Do you have money? You need at least $5,000 or $10,000 to make a short film. And I was like, I don't have any of that. And so I kept being like, okay, well, I can't do that. And then when I saw Vine, I was like, well, this is not a short film of $10,000 and it's not going to be the highest of quality. But today, quality is not as valuable as story and as, as like being genuine and being honest and authentic, and authentic is, is what reads on camera. And you are able to do that with social media. And I'm not a fan of social media. Like in all honesty, I, I, I had no Instagram, no, no Facebook, no uh, Facebook a little bit, no YouTube, no Instagram until I started making videos. Cause I hated the, Oh, I'm going to take pictures of my food. Oh, I'm going to take pictures of me at this because I'm not really enjoying my life. I'm just taking pictures of me in the moment 
while I'm supposed to be present, I'm just recording what I'm doing. Whereas when I got a purpose to it, it made sense to me. It was like, this is creating its creativity and its potential for at least keeping me sane, but also opportunities to be seen in some way, shape, or so now do you like social media? No. You still don't, even I after like everything you've been doing. I like it for the purpose that I'm doing it for. I For society, I think it's a, not – like it has its benefits, but it's it, – even for me, and this is, again, being honest, um, I watch people that – like I compare, and it makes it hard for me to not compare because I'm constantly watching other people create, and some people blow up within – like six months and become celebrities or become, uh, you know, they, they get a huge gig or they get, uh, followers that now they can work full time in doing this. And you watch their content. You're like, ah, like, I don't want to judge, but what about me? And so it's a tough, like, it's tough because it's always in your face. And if you're on it and you're trying to, and it's addictive. So I, I used to not be on it that often. I would post and walk away, but now I'm like, Oh, this video is doing well. Oh, keep seeing how much it's doing. Oh, I need to respond to people. It keeps you on for a long time. And I do think that it's an echo chamber as well. There's, there's the negatives that I see for society, but there's a huge positive for artists today because it's removes the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. There's still gatekeepers that you need to get to that extra level and get those opportunities. But to, you can build your audience and your your fan base and your your community that will help you get more opportunities and kind of give you credibility as well with your art. And that, I believe, is hugely positive for mm-hmm. social media. So right before we started the interview, both my my kids, 13 and 17, follow Nier, not because Nier is my friend, because they found him on social media and they kept on saying, this guy is really funny. And I told him he's my friend and my youngest goes, yeah, right. Everybody's your friend. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's my friend. So last year, Nir um, sent me a gift and my eldest, uh, he he wears the toque, you know, and it's so funny because I had both of them come to talk to Nir right before we started the interview. And I, I don't know if I should be worried, but I'm like, what is my 13 year old doing on social on TikTok? I'm not even on TikTok. What did he say? I- well, he said, I followed you on the 222 video. That's where I caught like the that's the first time I saw your videos. And now I just like watch all your videos. And it was like the the and then I said about the swear words. I hope you don't. He's like, no, I love the the Tabat Mac swear word and how you say it. So there's yeah, how there's... you say it. So you see a 13 year old. It's not about the word it's how you say it. So basically 13, 17 and I'm in my 40s. You have here a fan base. Even my husband stole my calendar um, of near because he likes near. And I'm like this going, OK, my family is a fan of near. I hope he knows that I did not know near before. um Before he started or before he interviewed me for Monday motivation. That's how we started. Uh, speaking and I always saw something in him I always thought like you were talented everything I was seeing was like you're a giver um you love sharing um everything that I do so I'm like this this guy is really good he's he's great and then when all this started I'm like I couldn't stop watching you you made me laugh and you still make me laugh I I don't know if you know or I do share it with you I tell you like (laughs) send me messages I I am incredibly grateful and um shocked by like even today before this call which is like i like i told you also before this call i have an it's an interesting time for me right now yeah but what was interesting also that happened just before this call is i got a message from a girl that i a friend that i uh, like saw four years ago uh in quebec city i think uh we met up and we went for like a a drink with another friend and she messaged me randomly out of the blue. And she's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I was in uh, at dinner with uh, some friends in Winnipeg. And uh, the guy was like, oh, you got to see this this guy. He's super funny. I love his videos. He's the funniest guy I've ever seen. And he showed her the videos and it was me. And she was like, I know that guy. And wow. to me, that is shocking because I'm like, I I do I have to give myself some I'm not, I'm too humble at times, but I'm, I do believe I'm a funny person. I, that's one of my biggest strengths is, is that I am very good at being funny and finding comedy in situations. I'm not a stand up comedian. People are always like, you should do stand up, like totally different world. 
I'm good at picking up a conversation or a situation and making it into jokes and using my voice and my tone. All that to say is that when I get these messages, it really does up, like bring me back up because there's, there's always ups and downs. It's, it's not an easy journey to do any art. I think, uh, artists are a breed that is extremely unforgiving at times to themselves, but also to the, in society. It's not an easy journey where you can just, Oh, the more I do this, though, I'll go up the chain of like uh, up the chain and I'll get promoted. There is never a promotion uh, that is just like, you know, a standard. Oh, I worked 12 years in this company. I'm going to go there. You can't even if you take different classes, it's not going to move you up the ladder and the food chain. It there's a there's a component of luck. There's a component of timing. There's a component of right place, right time, right people. And there's a huge component of networking, which is where the interesting part comes in all i'll say because i don't want to get too detailed is my anger recently or my frustration is leading me to 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 try to maybe do a spin on my monday motivation videos um, and twist it into helping artists show their art yeah and promoting artists that don't tend like people that could be different could be acting could be music could be baking could be something that people have as an art and that they're doing on their own and they're trying to get seen and they're trying to get visibility and they can't because it is so hard to get on regular media and get visibility for what you've done and for what you accomplish. And sometimes it's who you know that gets you into the daily news. And for example, I look at all these blog, um, these big blogs that promote the same people all the time. It's the same people that are on all these reality shows that get visibility on what they're doing with their lives. And they just, it keeps perpetuating these people's notoriety. And they don't actually, some do, I'm not going to say everybody, but some of them don't bring anything to the community. They're just influencers that got popular off a reality show. Hmm. And I think there's people like you, there's people like you, like all of us that actually contribute with actual art and don't get a chance to be seen. And I and it, so that angered me this during the last two weeks because something happened. And now I'm just like. I'm not bugging you. Something happened. Can you share what happened? Because we need to understand. You know what, Nir? The whole purpose of this interview, too, is, you know, I know you're an actor, you're working hard. But me, it's the consistency. The next generation don't know how to do this. So artists, when they speak to me and they want to do something and I don't see any of their work, but you think you're just going to just because you look good, it's just going to happen. Like I, I respect people that put in the work, the hours behind the scene. That's what I'm interested in. And this is what I want to communicate to the next generation because, yeah, you never know how you no one knows how to work. But also they want to go viral in the first video and then they make tons of money. And then obviously they'll understand because you take 10 steps forward, but you'll take a hundred steps back because that's just the way life lessons happen. But when you're young, you're not understanding it because you have, you know, you have everything, you know, you, you, you're young, you're feeling good, you're looking good, everything is possible. So, but people like you that put in the work day in and day out, try new things. You fail, you pick yourself back up. How do you do this? You did this all on your own. And the support, yes, you had us friends supporting you. But I could understand the frustration going, hey, hello, I'm working. <laughs> do well, you see me? There was a lot of that early on, too, is that I remember going to all these events for uh, networking events or industry events and was were told, do your own work. Do your own work. That's the way to, to to get visibility. Do your own work. And that's going to help you. And that's going to bring this. And so I did my own work and I kept doing my own work and nothing happened. And I, I went like, I went like, I think at uh, one point I went two years without a single audition. And I was just frustrated. I was angry. I was like, well, so then I started applying back to like short films. And then I did a short film that I didn't, I didn't do it. I auditioned for a short film that was a dramatic uh, character. And I did the audition and I actually thought I did a good job. And then uh, it was interesting because the director sent me an email saying, sorry, you didn't get the part, but if you want feedback, let me know. And I was like, yes, I want feedback. I want to know what, what went, went wrong, what I did wrong, what can I can improve on. And the, the director said, 
it was a dramatic character. We loved what you did, but we just, there's something that made it comedic out of you. And I was like, I did nothing comedic. I actually, like, I don't recall doing any intonation. And what I thought, and this is an assumption, but I thought that because I was doing so many comedic videos online, that's where they saw me. Mm. They may have in like in innately or it just be, it became for them this guy's comedy, and they couldn't shake the comedy. And so I decided at that moment to pivot and said, I'm going to make a web series where it's going to be funny, but I'm going to play the straight character. I'm going to play the dramatic character. And so I wrote this web series. It was the insane thing I've ever done. I did eight episodes, wrote them all, and I put myself a deadline. And I was basically filming, editing, uh, and, and writing and everything like week by week almost. And I j- decided to also learn Premiere that for that reason. I was like, I'm going to do it on Premiere. And I never touched Premiere. And it was a lot to think about, but I, a lot of skills came out of that. But I then made a video, uh, a, a series where I played a dramatic, more dramatic character. That was my way to respond to it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove to you that I can do drama. So I did that. And then, like you said, all these little things that you have friends and family that support you. I also will say that sometimes it's the strangers that support you even more. And social media made me realize also that, which is crazy to me, is that random people from around the world or around the country will lift me up and constantly share and like and comment on on the videos and support me. Whereas sometimes your friends and family are like, oh, we, he knows we support him. And so you kind of don't see it as much because you're always in front of your damn phone. But it is interesting to kind of go, wow, these people that don't know me are, are going to go to my event and message me to be like, Hey, I need tickets because I got to see you. And they will share all these things is that I would create and create and hope for opportunities and they don't come. And then there's things where you're like, you see other people that are either doing similar things than you or know somebody that is giving them an opportunity that gives them visibility and then they explode or they get opportunities like they sign with an agency or they get a PR firm or or they get a, a, a movie deal or whatever it is uh, on auditions. And I look at this and I'm just like, it's I love other people succeeding. But there's a part of me, and I think we all have a bit of selfishness in us as artists. It's like, what about me? Mm. Like, I'm doing all this. I also want my opportunity for all the work that I put in. I'm happy that other people are getting their 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 take. They're all deserving of it. They work just as hard. It's so interesting when you say that, and I'm hearing you, but my heart is telling me it's because you have something bigger to do. Um, And when we are... And I'm not saying you're stuck and I'm going to use that word right now because people feel sometimes they're stuck and we do the same thing over and over. Through listening to you, I was like thinking of Sylvester Stallone on how he created Rocky. So you think you maybe need to be an actor. Here I am. We're going deep. Okay, let's do this. (laughs) I'm like, who knows? Because you had to learn premiere. There's so many things you had to learn. Your skill sets, you had to learn to put all of this uh, together in the last I don't know how many years, 20 years of experience, if well, not well, more. Yeah, in terms of content, it's been eight years. Eight years, but the whole acting improv yeah, and everything you've done, yeah, theater work. I'm 13, saying, yeah. yeah, because those are all skill sets. But I have a feeling there's something much more. And you're, you want to act. I get it. But I think at the same time, I think you're a writer. You're going to be that director. There's something bigger. You have to go up a mountain and then you come down and you have to start a new one. And I feel like it's that's a hard one. I I maybe I'm putting myself in your situation going, oh, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, maybe that's where your calling is. Like there's something in there's a reason why you had to learn all this. My mom always said to me, and I never like I have to admit, I've never believed it. And I don't know. And there's times where I do. And there's times where I still don't. And it is everything happens for a reason. Exactly. Um, but there are times when, and I think a lot of people, and especially in today's environment, um, like with the mental health issues, I have to say that there are struggles where I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't understand what is the purpose of this? Why do I have to go through this kind of down or this kind of situation? And then, and then as I was, we were talking about turning anger or uh, fear into action. That's where I do after that. I go, Oh. That was fuel. 
there was a reason for that and it fueled me to do something. And maybe this is the next fuel. This moment of rejection is the next fuel to do something bigger and, and different and veer to a different direction. Um, but overall, it's a very big like roller coaster ride. And um it's also hard, and again, talking genuine and authenticity, <laughs> it's hard to be alone and do like it is the purely honest uh truth of like there are people that have a support system and there are people that have like and I have family and friends, but I'm also I live alone. And it is not easy to go home all the time, sitting at home and constantly being in your head. And every like it's a tough process when you're going through ups and downs to battle your mind and be like, oh, you're you can do this, keep fighting. And sometimes you're like, I'm done. And there have been numerous times where I wanted to quit. And one of the things that you said, and I, I do believe that is the perseverance is the hardest thing about all this uh art and this uh industry and this lifestyle is it's easy to give up. It's easy to be like, this didn't work. I'm done. That didn't work. I'm done. It's been months. It didn't work. I'm done. It's getting yourself back up and it doesn't need to be right away. Sometimes, sometimes you just need a little step back and sometimes you need somebody to come out of nowhere. And I have to admit it's been odd. And I'm going to say this in a very me metaphysical, whatever you want to call it. Every time I'm down, I do get these random messages from random people to be like, you've made my day. You made me feel this. You've entertained me. You've made me laugh in hard times. And I'm just like, what, what is, what, what is happening? Why is it always at this exact moment? A lot of people, I think on social media, see the, you know, the outcomes, right? You see the success of a viral hit. You see the ads of this. We, we create the reality on social media. Oh, I booked a role. Hey, I'm auditioning. Hey, I'm in the voice studio. And everybody's like, Oh my God, you're working a lot. It's also very curated. It's also very crafted. And the reality is, is that it's really not like that. It is. Unless you're, you, you get a huge break that leads you down this immense, uh, momentum that leads you to more projects and then, and then like, uh, requests and then this and then you build a, your production company. Like, you know, it snowballs into an amazing thing. Most of the time it's little bursts of like, whoa, momentum, viral bench video, sweet radio, ooh, sweet. And then three, four months of, and you're just like nothing. And then when there's nothing, all of a sudden something comes up. Like everything you're saying, I'm hearing on what is preparing you for what's to come. So all this interview for me, it's like, wow, I cannot wait to see what is going to come of near. This is a huge preparation. This is your, your class. This is your program. This is your trying and failing. And then later on, we'll do another interview <laughs> and you'll be like, Connie, remember Remember so, the time I'm now uh, on a lead character in an animated series. I've had three recurring roles in this thing, but I also have a production company where I help artists. Like, you know, there's a lot of... Like, you're going to be a director, Nier. You're going to be a writer. You're going to be a director. I like, so. go for it. Push, push all your boundaries. I believe that all that is uh, going to come because you're not stopping. <laughs> you see... Let me ask you, do you, do you love what you do? I wouldn't say no. Like, otherwise I'd be, I would have quit seven years ago. Uh -huh. Like this, the, the only reason that I keep going is because even though there are moments of frustration, I love the creative process. I love the writing of the ideas and then visualizing it and then creating it in person. I love the ability to see myself make a joke or, and I used to hate watching myself on screen. Now I'm like, if I laugh, that's a funny, that's a funny joke. And it's like the facial expressions and it's creating different characters and different scenarios. And it, there is no other way that I would have stayed this long and still continue to think about doing it if I didn't love it this much. So the reason uh, I asked that question is because that fire is still alive in you. You love what you do. So when you love what you do, even if um, a video won't get as much hits or whatever, one goes viral and the other person gets more views or whatever it is, you still love what you do. So that can't stop. Um, you know, I feel like putting the Rocky, um, the Rocky soundtrack mm -hmm. where you feel like, yeah, you just feel like, ah, I'm going out there and I'm going to do it no matter who's looking at me and who's not. I still enjoy doing what I do. And I think right there is where the power lies 
because we can get distracted on the outside validation. Yeah. But the only person that really needs validation is you. Your work. Do you believe in yourself? I look. Yes and no. Ah ah ah. Your Facebook says otherwise. Otherwise, keep believing and keep trying. Like I, like I told you, I'm. I have imposter syndrome. I know. It, it is. It is a, a a roller coaster, and that's one thing I will say. And again, I I agree with what you're saying 100. You have to love what you do, and the passion will keep you moving forward. And you got to keep battling all the outside forces. One thing I will say is that some, and that's me. Sometimes I just need to dwell and be frustrated for a bit. But what comes out of it is usually something new and something different because I still love the thing. But I do get down and I do have moments of like, I'm done. Like the 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 biggest thing that I've always said to myself that made it hard for me to always be like a beat is that I wanted to see progress. Mm-hmm. And early on, there was no progress. It was me doing videos once a week and nothing was happening and no auditions and no people responding and not much engagement. And so there was no progress. And I was just like, every couple of months, it was like, what's the point of this? I'm just going to stop. Like, Nobody cares. And then I, all of a sudden I would walk down the street and I'd see something funny and I'd be like, that's funny. Oh, that's a great idea. Like, but I do take time sometimes to just sit there and be angry and let it out in my head and be frustrated. But what I do know is, and to your point, is that my fire and my passion for creativity and entertaining and acting and just, you know, making people laugh and making people feel a story and storytelling is always going to come back at some point. It might come back stronger or it might come back differently, but it will come back after moments of frustration because this industry, and you know this, I think better than anyone, because you've been seeing also the artists in your uh, school as well. It's not, it's not always forgiving. Like there, there, there's, there's moments where you succeed and then there's moments of failure. And then there's moments where you think you've done the best like audition or the show of your life. And then you don't even get like uh, a callback or there's a, you, you make a a movie or, or get booked on a TV show. And all of a sudden you're like, this is it. And then you get cut or the show doesn't get picked up. I have, I know stories within the industry where the, the person gets booked on a, like a, a, a movie or an, an animation or a video game and they're, this is it. This is their big break. And then it gets canceled. Like mm-hmm. this, this industry is not always progressive. So mm-hmm. it is the fire and the passion that allow you to, like you said, like you, you illustrated the ups and downs. It's that ability to pick yourself back up and go, okay. I'm going up the mountain again. Here we go. Yep. But it doesn't happen. Like I, I, I want people to realize that I'm not somebody who's always like, yeah, we're, I'm <laughs> going to make it. I'm going to be the best there is. That's not me. I, I have mo- moments of pure frustration. I have moments of giving up. And, and so there's these amazing highs. Yeah. Um, but then two weeks later, I get an amazing low and it's like you have to battle through it. It's also the ability to to turn the frustration or the defeat yeah. into something new yeah. or, or different. And that's where I think it's uh, yeah. a passion. I hear you and you explained it very well. And I always go to or I base it on know who you are. Your heart speaks. Your heart knows. Just keep following it and uh and keep doing what you do so like that you don't need to feel the frustration yeah we all get it but the frustration is like oh i'll get it better next time like you you're, you're gonna fight through it i that's that's fun that's goal setting that's like you're, you want to achieve the next step but the other place is knowing who you are if it works tom you're if it doesn't it's okay. I'll try again tomorrow with something new and something different. So we have to stop being hard on ourselves and know that we're talented, whether we are liked on this video or not liked on this video, or this event worked and this event didn't work. It doesn't matter because in the end, and this is what I always say to myself, I tried my best. I gave my best. I've helped a lot of people already. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I mean, what else, what, what do I have to prove to other people? I have nothing to prove. So when I join forces with people or for me, the community building is so important is because I want to have fun with people. 
And that energy speaks more than anything else. So that's what you do to people. I would I would say, like you hit the nail on the head on one thing uh, briefly. I think you mentioned it was just try, mm-hmm. start something. And if if I would tell, and I like I, I have to tell like for actors or artists or anything, social media is that way to do that. And events or whatever, learning to edit. If you just start, it might suck at first. You might be terrible at first, but just starting gives you the chance to learn and to get better. And I I think that is one of the things that I have to keep reminding myself is I started with absolutely no skill sets on everything but the acting side, which I was taking workshops beforehand. But I never did editing. I never did writing. I never did filming. I never did lighting. I never did any of these things. And to me, even social media was new to me and how to use the apps. And I think it's just starting. And any actor, it may not, you may not get famous. You may not get visibility. You may not get work from it. But what you do get is what you said is you get a skill set and that you get to, 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 to learn something new. And it also can lead you down a different path within the same industry that you love. Um, and that to me is a big opportunity that every actor, especially actors, we are still, I think, as an acting community behind on the social media world. Yes. We have artists who and musicians who are picking up on this really quickly, knowing how to adjust and adapt to this world. And actors are still, I think, too much in the in the perfection bubble of like, I need to make it good. I need people on social media that are literally lip singing uh scenes yeah. not singing they're just i don't know how to say it but they're they're mouthing scenes but they're performing it and they're getting visibility and all of a sudden they're getting like agents and then you have people who are putting up their demo their, their demos or their scenes or their monologues or creating characters that are doing monologues and these are the, this is the new way yeah. to get agents to get casting to get visibility to get even community to be like i like what you do i think networking is one of the most critical part of any art artist's life because it is who you know in a huge percentage your talent gets you further but your your community and the people you know can get you the, that first door and like i said for me i watch these media outlets not having that network is blocking certain doors but having a different network which i, w- I was going to speak to is during the pandemic, I interviewed people for the Monday motivation stuff. And I reached out to random people that I just saw online doing a monologue or they were part of the monologue competition or somebody was liking my videos. And I was like, who's that? Oh, it's an actor. They're from Toronto. And I would reach out to them and be like, hey, would you like to do this? And then we'd have a chat. And then all of a sudden, this person's writing a script. And they're like, I like what you do. Can you be part? And that's I ended up going to Toronto to read a script for a series with an amazing, uh, her name's Jen, and she's amazing. Uh, she does a ton of stuff. She's, she does, uh, like, she's an actress, but she also does baking and, like, she's incredible. And I met her through the pandemic on social media, and she's like, Oh, I want you to be part of a series that I'm writing. And so hopefully it gets made. Hopefully we get to, to put it out there, but it's the connections that actually, uh, lead you to, opportunities without even you knowing because it could be that one person that like you said likes the that essence or that vibe and then you connect with them and it leads to more i yeah and you want to be a match for something you love to do too so by connecting you will find exactly what fits in your circle and then you grow with that (laughs) you'll still have a lot to say but i think we captured the the moment and uh for me what i'm retaining no more excuses just start (laughs) <laughs> no more excuses. Just start. You have the tools today. There's nothing holding you back. And especially, like I would say, don't let the idea that the industry doesn't like social media to hold you back. Yeah. Because you never know what could happen from it. Like some people build entire careers through now social media on, for example, they did a, a, a sketch and some a company or a agency loved them so much and they became the spokesperson for a company. And then that led them to a whole career. You never know. Um, and it doesn't mean that it will happen because look, eight years in, I hope that one day somebody's going to go, Oh my God, you're a overnight success. I'm like, Nope, it's yeah. a journey. It's a long process. 
Um, and so I don't want to also make people, cause I think that's the other allure of social media is people see the success and they're like, I can do it. And then it saturates the whole market. And then everybody's frustrated because they're like, I don't get any views. It's also a long game. It's also practice. It's when you start with what you have today, it's easy. Even, even editing is now easier than ever with apps. Mm -hmm. So there's, there are no excuses to start something. Mm -hmm. And I would just say do monologues. If you're not comfortable doing sketch comedy or characters, or you don't feel comfortable, just film yourself doing a monologue, film yourself doing a scene with a friend, film your, your, your classes with the permission of the other students and the teachers, but chronicle journal your, your, your career progress and who knows. Definitely. Thank you for sharing all this, Nir. Thank you for being with us on Industry Talk. Me. Oh, for sure. And I can't wait for what's to come for you. I think uh, wonderful things are ahead. Uh, just keep believing and keep trying like you say. <laughs> you, thank you. And keep doing what you're doing. What you're doing is awesome for the community, too. Thank you, Nir. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, Connie. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>